Today's episode of It's That Episode is sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Also, don't forget this Thursday at midnight on Adult Swim, the TV show that I am on, created by the creators of such shows as Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Squidbillies and Stroker and Hoop, is on did I mention the name of the show already? I don't know. It's called Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Thursdays, midnight, Adult Swim. Let's get the show started. Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest over to my apartment to watch any TV show they choose, we watch it, we talk about it, and we talk about a bunch of other bull crud. Uh, today, my special guest is Connor O'Malley from UCB Theaters, The Law Firm. Welcome, Connor. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here and coming to my apartment. No problem. Um, I should say should that... Should be sitting closer? What's that? Should we be sitting closer? No, this is about, for just to give the people at home a picture, the couch is a three-seater, but it could definitely could fit do, four yeah. if you needed to, and we have while watching movies before. Mm-hmm. But we are on completely different ends and could not be – and we're sort of like both we're leaning against – mimicking body language though. Yeah, we are both crossing our legs. Yeah, and but are we doing it the right – no, now – Now we're mirrors. Now we're touching toesies. But I think I've always, when I do this podcast, lean as far back as possible from other people. Yeah, I think that's what you, sh- what you should do. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I should say that you're from – I think this is notable that you're from Chicago and new to New York City. Oh, yeah, baby. So you're you're while you're a performer on the law firm, you a lot of your experience doing comedy is in Chicago, which I think yeah. is cool. Pretty much all of it. Uh, yeah, done been uh, done been doing comedy seven years and uh, started all up in Chicago. Done been done been done been meaning uh, been been doing been doing <laughs> is is that a real thing? No, okay, I think it is. Isn't that a southern thing? Like done been. Uh, Dumb bin, baby. Dumb bin. <laughs> it sounds like a like a product, like a done bin. Um, so I'm excited to have you here. I am excited to watch what we're watching because, well, I'll just let you introduce what show we're going to be watching. We're going to be watching the HBO television series Entourage. Ever heard of it? Eight seasons? Yeah. Ever heard of it, idiots? There's a movie coming out. Better get prepared for it. Yeah. So, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. If you don't know this show, you're probably not a bro or you're not a cool dude or a chick yeah. who gets it. You probably never smoke weed. You've never had sex. You don't – you like respect women and you uh, – are a total lamezoid. You're a, you're a nerdo birdo. Yeah, you're nerdo birdo. This is for cool dudes only. Turn this off if you're about to go to a library or if, like I said, you respect women in any sort of way. I'd say this as just a note for the podcast in general. If you're ever listening to it on the way to the library, either one throw whatever mp3 player i don't care if it's just on throw it it's, out yeah it's not an ipod and it's not a phone it's yeah. de- if you're like headed to <laughs> yeah it's like you have like a first generation like 1999 yeah. samsung mp3 player then you just chuck it in the garbage because mm-hmm. i don't want you listening to this on the way to the library no unless you're going to the library to beat off yeah and use their computer to or, jerk off are you going to a library the library the library of sex is that a thing that's probably not it's got to be a thing. there's a museum of sex there's so much fucking gross shit in this city. <laughs> Someone needs a clean. When you say gross shit, I feel like the Museum of Sex is just like a tourist trap. Oh, it is. It's so. <laughs> it's probably not a gro- the gross side of the sex industry in New York City. First time I ever came here, I like walked past that place and it was with a bunch of friends and we we're like, oh, let's go. And then we found out that it cost money and we immediately were like, no. Just like walked away. You thought something in New York City that was that was hooking tourists, <laughs> you specifically, would be just a free free thing. It was brand new. Del Close Marathon, two thousand eight. I was whoa. here. Whoa, bro. Yeah. What what time slot? We had a pretty decent time slot. We say dece. De- we have a pretty dece time slot. I think it was it was in the afternoon. Wow. Was, but it was at Chelsea, so we were grateful. All right, that's that's insider improv stuff for insider improv guys. Uh, Mick Napier, uh, Del Close, Viola Spolin, Viola Spolin, Andrew Alexander. Uh, some, uh, Kevin Howard Johnson Kevin uh, Kim Howard Johnson Kim. <laughs> Co-writer of Truth and Comedy Alright so so 
So you picked Entourage, and we actually sort of went, to give a little background, we went a little back and forth on what we were going to watch, because when I asked you mm-hmm. to be on, you we were sort of in the midst of a Terminator 2 conversation. Yeah. But there, we also, in the same conversation, revealed that we have each seen every episode of Entourage. Yeah. Yeah. It both, it both came out there. I've... I'm 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 say I'm 95% sure there might be like one episode I missed you know yeah. just but I've seen more or less every episode. Yeah. Um, you've seen one. You've seen them all. They're all exactly the they're same. They're all exactly the same. So we were thinking either the Sarah Connor Chronicles or Entourage. Mm-hmm. And then when you came over, and we might talk about hopefully get to Terminator. We somehow we we'll find, will. We'll find a way to loop it into Entourage. Yeah. And um, the episode that we chose was basically because you – only remember, like, only like, think about it. If you're a fan of Entourage and you're listening, like, try to think of like an episode that just jumps out at you. Yeah, there's like maybe there's one. I I, I just added one in my brain to the two that I can think. Like, it, no, no, and I didn't even think of the first one that you mentioned. I only have two that jump out. What was it? The the one the first one is the one that we're watching, mm-hmm. which is Turtle gets a new pair of shoes, like yeah. wants to get these specific pajamas, baby. And that when I said that, that jumped, you were like totally, yeah. That's and the other one's a part. Well, we'll talk about it after we watch it. But um, and then the other one that jumped out to me was, um, and it took me a second. But when he's in, uh, him and Andrew Dice Clay are doing a show, Johnny Drama and him are doing a show, and like oh, yeah. he goes to his house and his son is playing drums. It was just his real son. Yeah, it's his real son. Oh, man, it just it. It's like uh, the thing I love about this show is the same thing that I like love about Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld is like it starts out in like a very specific place. And then by the last like seasons, it's just this insane parody of itself. Yeah, it's basically like, yeah, this show, first of all, great premise, like totally would hook me if if I didn't know it. It's like a guy basically... uh, one guy becomes famous in a crew, like, mm-hmm. and he and he has obviously. It's like an you and your three best friends living it up in L.A. with all the money you want, the coolest and best city in the world. Well, what's interesting is I just looked this up on Wikipedia. I do minimal research on this show, mm-hmm. but you know that Mark Wahlberg is an executive producer, mm-hmm. and it's sort of based on his, you know, like. Because he's from Boston or whatever, he's got his, he's got a bro actor. He's got his bros and mm-hmm. all that. So it's supposed. To, it's uh, wait, isn't Mark Wahlberg's brother? Wasn't he in New Kids on the Block? Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Uh, he's also in The Departed too. The Departed two straight to DVD. Yeah, it's straight to D- <laughs> yeah, which straight to DVD is it's like after the colon. Like, <laughs> Departed two straight to DVD. That's such. That would be wow. They should totally do that. Yeah, that would be so good. Departed straight to DVD. You know, be oh man, I would love to like work super hard in this in in the comedy industry that we're in, uh-huh. and then like convince a studio to give me like seven million dollars, and I split it up across four different straight to DVD sequels. Uh-huh. <laughs> You get four movies for the price of one. First of all, you're going to give me $7 million flat out, and then I'm going to make four straight to DVD, and they will slightly make their money back. Like, they'll more or less. And you know what? Here's an interesting thing. Are straight to DVD movies going to exist in, like, you know what I I mean? I feel like it'll be, like, straight to Netflix. I feel like it'll be, like, digital, no theatrical release. Like... Maybe yeah, but, well, I mean, I feel like theaters will be around forever. Yeah, I think th- I I agree, but I don't know if straight to. I feel like so many movies get lost on Netflix. That, that genre of like straight to DVD, straight to VHS is going to be so gone. Yeah, because with that, the the thing about those is that those those totally straight to DVDs to me are a lot of them like trick you in the in the in the uh, when you're at the like blockbuster. Yeah, because like when you're a kid. Like, I, I was thinking about this the other day because, like, I loved Superman. I loved Batman when I was a kid. And, like, I didn't know that the first, like, Superman movies from the 70s existed. And my brother was like, you want to watch Superman after school one day? I was like, yeah. And then I felt like I got duped into, like, this is old piece of crap. Like, I don't want to watch this. I want to watch, like, a Wait, new... Superman with Christopher Reeves? Yeah. <laughs> to, in my perspective, I had, like, the context of, like, okay, this is going to be similar to, like, Tim Burton's Batman. Right. But it wasn't at all. And, right. like, if you go back and watch those movies, they're so, like, pre-any sort of formulaic action movies. They're right, so weird. Right. Yeah. That I was like, what the... This is fucking bullshit. Man, you were... I, you were, like, that... Then you were a step above because I liked, like... I, 
I don't know. Actually, you know what? That happened to me too. I think maybe I mentioned this on the podcast, but like, did, what I was about to say is that you're discerning. Like you, you were able to say like this is bad. <laughs> you know, like the one when I got tricked into getting like a straight to DVD thing was I bought. I was such a huge Jim Carrey fan. Like I loved mm-hmm. In Living Color, and then when Ace Ventura came out and Dumb and Dumb, you know, I was like, yeah. whatever. I was just like loved it. Me too. So. And in the in the blockbuster, there was a VHS for sale. Not for rent, <laughs> and it was called Rubber Face, and it was from the 1980s when he was in Canada, and it was what it turned out. And the cover is him making a funny face, mm-hmm. and on the back it's about him or whatever you know, like the synopsis: Jim Carrey in Rubber Face. The real movie is called like Introducing Franny or something, like mm-hmm. introducing like somebody. A girl's name, and it's a after-school special about a girl who thinks she's too fat, and he plays the friend. Oh yeah, that's a whole thing too. Dude. That's gone. Is like when yeah, because like actors will make movies that are just bullshit. Yeah, and then they would blow up in the studio. Be like, well, let's pull out an old piece of garbage that they were in for a second. Overboard, starring Adam Sandler. Yeah, like, <laughs> like let's I'm- give him top billing. He's in like this. Will, like we'll trick people. <laughs> Yeah, it's totally so. I feel like what I was, I guess, the straight to DVD conversation led us to the basically renting shitty stuff. I don't think, I yeah. think in the future, not going to exist. No, it's not going to. What's even, what's even more terrifying to think about is like, you know, if you were a fan of like Mr. Show or like mm. any, any of the, like anything that wasn't in syndication, you had to like make sure that you were there and watched it and like. For our childhood, we experienced part of that, where it's like you had cable, but there wasn't. I mean, you had VCRs, but it was like it wasn't the same now. Where it's like, imagine the amount, imagine the filmmakers that like Netflix streaming is going to produce, mm-hmm. where they can just like watch anything they want. They don't have to like go out. Like Quentin Tarantino talks about, like right, you saw a movie, you saw it once, and it existed once, and it's gone forever, and you'll right. never see it again. And there wasn't anything as like a cult hit or anything like that or like what happened to like a movie like American Psycho. Right. Like that would just would have been a movie and it was gone and everyone forgot. It's going to be insane or maybe it's going to be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> what comes out? Uh, what we're saying guys is like cherish the moment. Cherish the moment um like the main characters on Entourage do all the time. Good good wrapping it around. Mm-hmm. And sometime we're gonna wrap it around to Terminator. Oh. But let's so let's we're gonna watch Entourage. This is the episode where all I can remember is that Turtle wants a pair of Nikes. There's a really funny part in it that is not intentional, but I like it a lot. Alright, so we're gonna check it out. Anything else I should be if you remember that we should be looking out for in this episode? Um Hmm. No. Nope, nothing. I mean, it's an episode of Entourage. There's yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's look minus. out for Johnny Drama being worried about something. Johnny Eric Drama. being hey, uptight. Bro. Hey, bro. Hey, brother. Got anger issues, man. That's pretty good. I was doing um, Rowdy Randy <laughs> yeah, Savage. Like, or it is. It's like a shitty wrestler. <laughs> He's like a Hollywood Hulk Hogan from the NWO. <laughs> All right, we're gonna check out Entourage. The episode is not called the Turtle Shoe episode. It's called. <laughs> I think it's called What About Bob. So we're gonna watch What About Bob, which is why would you name an episode of anything? Yeah. I think Bill Murray's in it. That's why they named it that. Oh, is he? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. That would be great if that he would. Had. Yeah, if I was that... about to say like never, but I was like, yeah, he probably would. He totally would, perhaps. But it would be funny to have just a side character, like if Sigourney Weaver was in like an episode of something featured, like slightly featured, and they called like aliens, you know? <laughs> and it wasn't about that. That would be unbelievable. Uh, aliens sequel directed by. Uh, James Cameron, Terminator. Terminator. We did it. We did it. Let's watch Entourage. We got no shot here, Vin. No shot. Ah, don't worry. Feeling good about this. Yo, Turtle. <laughs> Check it out, man. Last set of nines. <laughs> I'm a ten, dickhead. Little ass feet. Still feeling good? Yeah, I am. But I don't get it. If this was so important, why didn't you get up and stand online like the rest of these guys? Because I had you, which is like having to roll out of bed late and still get the kicks caught. Well, if you stop with the negativity, I will get you these sneakers. How? Will you stop with the negativity? Yes. Then I will get you the sneakers. Yo, listen up. The foods are done. We're sold out. 
How, Vince? How? Calling Tracy at Nike. You don't think I called her yesterday? She got nothing to do with this. These are limited. The only way we could have gotten was if we cut the fucking line. All right, I get it. I get it. Yo, Santa Monica has a few pairs left. You better hurry. Come on, Turtle, let's hit it. You want to race all these people to Santa Monica? If we have to, because we're getting you those sneakers. I love the positivity, Vin, but it ain't going to happen. All right, you know what? Let's not even try. You are not a pussy. You are not a pussy. You are not a pussy. We're ready for you, Johnny. And I'm ready for you, baby. A quick reminder that today's sponsor is Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan. That's audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan, C-R-A-I-G-R-O-W-I-N. And I did a little search because we're talking about entourage and movies. Uh, so why don't you get a free book? You can. I just looked it up. You can get Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, How the Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll Generation Saved Hollywood. That sounds really cool. It's a good book. You should get it. You should get it for free from me, Audible style. Go to www.audiblepodcast.com backslash Craig Rowan and get it for free. All right, let's get back to Oh Yeah Entourage. All right, we just watched What About Bob? We did it, baby. We checked it out. It's so funny how we both knew it as the Fukujama episode, and that's like the like B or C storyline. Like, it's like yeah. the small, very small plot point. It's, everything else is fucking boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Fukujama's is the best. Fukujama's is the best. Do you want to talk about... Let's, we, let's, give a, a, let's give a little background on what the episode's about. Okay, so in the beginning of the episode, uh, Vinny and E... Vinny is the star of the group Vinny Chase Vinny Chase he's the their cash cow yeah and he's a movie star Eric E is his aka the heartbreak kid Ooh, he is the uh his one of his friends and his like man one of his manager he's his manager Ari is his agent Ari is his agent and that lady is his publicist right the the lady yeah the loud Italian lady right exactly um so yeah so Vinny and E are meeting with Ari Mm mm-hmm well, they have a project that's in development currently uh, based on uh, the Ramones. And Where Vinny Chase is supposed to play Joey Ramone. The most terrifying human being ever conceived. I mean, ever. Joey Ramone, I guess, was like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I don't know. He just lo- – like the biggest gangliest. Yeah. Uh, like he's ugly. He's awesome. All but- of his songs are about like I'm ugly and no one wants to sleep with me. Yeah, and, and, and Vinny Chase, who's played by Adrian Garnier – yeah, who's so horrible. Dude, his one of his lines that he said was one of the worst <laughs> lines I've ever – he goes um, – the, the other story is that uh, Turtle's trying to get these shoes. Turtle is like the the like hip-hop-ish dude of the group. He's basically like they're – like in real life, he would just be like a drug dealer. Right, exactly. Yeah, who but like shows... hung out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and – in this, he's trying to get the Fukijamas, and when he first says that to Vinny, Vinny goes, Fukijamas? No, Fukiwadas? Yeah, it's like, oh, just... But did he say Jamas? He did say Jamas. I thought he said Wadas. It might have been. I mean, it was like, it might have well has been, have been if it was not. Ugh. Terrible. But, um... And that's, that's part of the reason the show is so, like, stupid, is like... In no universe could he be this, like, insane leading man that, like, he's playing. Like, I mean, he's definitely, like, good-looking, I'd say, but he's not, yeah. like, he doesn't have that charisma of no, a star no, no. or any sort of intensity or anything. He just looks like, just like a, a model or something like that. I mean, it would be, this show would be sort of interesting if it was, like, and I forget, I mean, I've seen so many episodes, but I sort of forget the progression. But, like, if he started as this huge star, mm-hmm. and then it turned, you know, because this happens, like, somebody's huge, and then they don't have the talent to carry it through to a whole career. Yeah. If this was just, like, the downward spiral of it, that would be... I like, mean, I feel like the show, his career ebbs and flows. Right. And, like, there's uh, there's seasons where he's, like, dead, and they're like, right, trying to bring true. it back to life. When he... Do you remember the... Like towards the end, when he like had a cocaine habit for like three episodes, yeah. and then mm-hmm. immediately was like, oh, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality. I just like, <laughs> I don't know, I was feeling weird. Now nah, I'm gonna start smoking weed and drinking again, like like um, a normal dude. 
Oh, God. So in this one, he's meeting with E and Ari and Bob, which is a producer, to to try to sell Bob's movie mm-hmm. with, and, with Vinny attached to um, movie studios. Yeah. And who played Bob? Uh, Martin Landau. Martin Landau plays this old, boring fuck that isn't cool, like the milf fucker Ari and uh, cool boy E. And the, do you remember how, like, they found that script? No, I don't remember how they found the, the script. Bob had it, and he's, like, kind of like a washed-up Robert Evans type. And he came into Ari's office, and E was there, and Ari wanted to ditch him. So he's like, E, go hang out with this old, cool guy, when in reality he's an old, boring guy that just has some money. Right. And, like, he wouldn't let him leave E's house. And then, or he wouldn't let him leave Bob's house. And then he just found this script in a drawer, and he's like, "Oh, this would be great for." He me. found it in a drawer. Yeah, that's unreal. That's amazing. Yeah. That like, why was he looking in a drawer? Because he's fucking bored at this old idiot's house. So this, this guy is an old piece of shit. He needs to be dead. Yeah, that's that's basically how he's a little bit. He's a little bit nicer. He tries to like be the mediator between them, mm-hmm. but Ari is just like shitting on him hardcore. I mean, that's like. Mm-hmm. If that was a business relationship, that would be like that's abuse. Like the way the way yeah. that he's treating an old man. Like even if he's old and out of touch, which is like to treat a man like that is so insulting. You know, like I, I don't have an agent, but the people that I do know that have agents have kind of like an intimate relationship mm-hmm. with their agent. Yeah. And like if Ari was like a real agent and acted that way and you saw him like decimate an old piece of shit like that, you'd be like, I don't want don't to have want anything to, to do with this guy. Yeah. It's horrible. It's not worth it. I mean, like, like in no way is it real associated with, but you know what? That's the thing is like, there have to be some elements of, and not that, I mean, it's totally over the top, but like he's based off of what's the guy's name that he's based uh, off of? Rahm Emanuel's brother. Yeah. Uh, John Emanuel. No. Jam, uh, J- uh, Jake Emanuel. <laughs> is that really it? No, it's it's uh, it's like an Israeli sounding first name. What it's like? It's got to be close to Ari. We you both have Ram. smartphones, but they're too far away to to look at. Mine's charging, and mine's just I see, it's it, it's within. I can see it, but I'm not getting it. Well, let's pretend like it's 1999. <sighs> we'll never know his name. It's 2005, the year of this episode, or the 2006. Year, this is 2006, and. Uh, we wouldn't have iPhones back then. But you know, what I was going to say is, oh, yeah, he's he's based off of this guy. So there's got to be some reality. I mean, I'm sure in Hollywood there are huge dicks. But there's yeah. got to be this element of, like, you're, you're, like, shitting on me in front of me. Like That was one thing. I know someone that went to uh, a taping of a sitcom, and they sat in the, uh, like, agent's box or, like, mm-hmm. industry box. And they just were like, everyone there was disgusting because they were just like all like they didn't have like they weren't they were around themselves. And like at one point, uh, it was a taping of the Chelsea Handler uh, sitcom. Okay. And uh, one of one of the agents was like, Chelsea Handler. Yeah, I used to fucking uh, have her. She couldn't fucking sell anything. He was just like talking about her like a fucking playing card or like the way you would talk about like a 1990 like. Chevy Cavalier, like oh. uh, it wouldn't fucking start. Alternator problems, like, oh, but he's so this gross. old piece of shit with glasses that looks like he just pays someone to pretend he's had an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just. I mean, I'm sure there's so much awfulness. Luckily, oh man, we'll we'll never know. No, we'll we'll never. East Coast for life, baby, baby. Um, so they meet with, they're trying to sell this Ramones, uh, movie. They're treating this guy, Bob, like shit. Bob is fighting back somewhat, but like, he's just a piece of shit. He's an old piece of shit. It's also sad how they write him just to be like, it is. I mean, it's like how we think of elderly people. He says, he says the line to basically at the first meeting, Martin Landau keeps talking. He's the, he's Bob. He's what about Bob? And, uh, he keeps talking and it overshadows Ari and he ruins the deal for this one product for this one studio. And afterwards, Ari is just shitting on him, shitting on him, shitting on him. And E is trying to be between them, like mediating, be like, no, Bob, next time, you know, maybe Ari should talk because he's because it's Bob's script. Bob's got to be involved. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then he, uh, Bob says, uh, you know what? Yes. But the only reason is because Eric, 
you have kind eyes or something like that. Like, or uh, you're a sweet man, you have kind eyes. You have, you're a sweet man, you have kind eyes. Like Sweet young man, I think. Oh, that's like that's not a real th- like I, mean, I was saying like to read that line out loud it must well, be it the was, hardest thing for him. His character was written the way like the, the way a, a man who hates women would write a female character <laughs> is like the way he was written, but like someone who hates old people. Right. Like there were m- many moments like that. There's so when when um when Turtle and Vinny are looking for their shoes. Oh, Vinny is helping. Trying to help Turtle get Fukijamas. Uh, Turtle thinks that um, if he brings Vinny Chase with him to the front of the line, he'll be able to cut. But yeah. Vinny is so kind-hearted that yeah. he says, I can't do it. And somebody goes, like, man of the people, Aquaman, or yeah. something like that. And uh, Which, when are they going to make a real Aquaman movie? That's going to be dude, great. Dude, that's another – let's wait. Let's put that on back burner because I want to talk about that for sure. <laughs> um but in the car, they, they the shoe sells at this one place, and they're driving over to another place. And Vinny gets on the phone with a guy and says, "Like, hey, I'll I'll give you fifteen hundred dollars if you put aside a pair for my buddy Turtle." Yeah, this is a clerk at a shoe store. I think it's called Defeated is the name of the shoe store, <laughs> which might be real. And I mean, it's very well could be real. Defeated, yeah, defeated. Great, great, um, great little pun, and. Uh, and when he calls him the guy, it's this is just a no, nothing character. This is just a character that's like he, he's calling to set aside a pair of shoes. And the guy goes, yeah, I'll do it if you – I don't care about money. I can't do that. But if you go to my sister's birthday party and take pictures with her and her annoying friends. <laughs> it's like why, why, why make him an asshole to little girls? Yeah. Like, why not just be like – it would be – you know what? It would be great if you could take it. My, my sister loves you if, and her and her friends would forever – like it would be the best experience yeah. of their lives. Why? saying annoying like uh this fucking dumb bitch that i don't like uh can you do something for like i'm going out i'm bending over backwards uh, to ask you to do this oh god this fucking little piece of shit i can't stand oh do it just do it they're fucking idiots dumb sister she's in a stupid wheelchair she can't get up it's so uh tell so you should tell about your favorite part in the because that's in the line for the fukajamas um, so they're waiting in line at the first shoe store, which they show up. He wants to cut. There's no, let's get the back of the line. They're in the back of the line. So there's all these people streaming out with, uh, these shoes and, uh, turtle standing there and he's kind of like upset. He's like, Oh, we're never going to get them. And then this guy walks by and he goes, check it out. Turtle got the last size nine or whatever. And he like opens up his shoe box and shows these fucking bullshit ass shoes. And, I was watching, to give credit, my friend Sam Weiner, who uh, writes for The Onion in Chicago, he uh, was watching with him, and I didn't think anything of it, but Sam was just like, who fucking knows Turtle? Like, who, well, why is he, like... Why is he, well, we were saying, it's like, not only, why? Did, how does he know him? Because Turtle, you only see these guys with each other. Yeah. They never meet anybody else. And, like, what does he, like, does he, it's not like he, like, goes and hangs out at, like, an fucking improv theaters I don't know, or that's the maybe it's I like do. shoe message boards like how uh, like yeah they're all sneaker heads too all that's, sneaker yeah. heads. so it's like he's friendly enough to say hi to turtle but he's also a dick enough to say look i got the last pair of nines and then turtle's like i'm 10 dude yeah but like who what yeah like, who, turtle has friends outside of the crew of morons in that show and then like their adversarial his, his relationships. Well, well, then, so that leads to when they go to the other shoe store where where he, Vinny's made a deal with a guy with a dumbass sister. Yeah, um, oh, God, she's run- so stupid, man. She's like, ah, uh, uh, she's fucking this annoying bitch, and I live at home. <laughs> and uh, they go there, and Turtle sees. He, he's like, uh, the also, guy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm so, I don't have a sister, but I know dudes that did have sisters, and their friends were always like. Something they liked, right? Because it's like single women in your house. Like as a like, I'm assuming this guy is in his twenties or whatever. Like, right. his sister's probably unless she's like 14 or something like that. Which still, I mean, I don't care. I don't feel anything, dude. I'll do whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, this is getting. There are no consequences ultimately, oh, dude. You know I what don't I mean? know if you know, but there's like laws and like. Do what you feel? What's, no, do what you feel, no, man. No. Do what you feel. Whatever you want. Done been doing what I feel. Man. Done been doing what you feel. Okay. No, I, I, I actually really, I want to say like, no, you can't. No, I can do whatever I want. Okay. I don't care. Well, you can't. But... I'm never gonna die. I'm never gonna get caught. Okay. <laughs> Not gonna happen to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so so Turtle goes into the they go into the shop together and Turtle sees and we we you recognize him as DJ AM. I only recognize him cuz he was also in Iron Man 2. This is the DJ of Tony Stark's birthday party. Oh yeah, so DJ AM and we don't I don't know too much but he's he he was a popular DJ now he's dead. Yeah. Since I don't how did he I don't die? even know. I think it was a airplane crash or something like that i think it was an airplane drug overdose i actually <laughs> I, I don't know i really don't know he was listening to the song it's my airplane and overdosing on drugs by the red hot chili peppers yeah great great red hot chili peppers song yeah one hot minute is that the i think so that was like their last like they fell off but that i think that was the sign of them falling i yeah. feel like that song was like he came back with california hey i'm dreaming of california cation Oh, there's some good lines in that song that I think would fit in on this. I don't even. I remember I bought that. That was like one of the first. Oh yeah, I had that album. Yeah, I like went out to Rolling Stone Records, Montrose and Harlem Avenue for those shy babies out there, right by Harlem and Irving Plaza, west northwest side of Chicago. Nobody, just nobody. nobody. There's like nope. 1,500 people. Nobody's listening, dude. To there's this. how many people listen to this? Like, like I'd say like 40 to 500 thousand. Yeah. So like and like six. Is that a real? No. Four, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. It's like a run. I've been listening to the show. It's like a running joke. <laughs> people ask you when you say like an insane number. I'm like, no, no, that's not true. This, this is. I have only listened to this. <laughs> I'm the only person. And my mom. Um. So, oh yeah. So they see DJ AM, and this is goes right in with the thing with the guy saying the size nine shoe, and he goes, um, AM. He's like, AM. Please tell me you. You're a size 11 now, or something like you. AM's wearing a, a camo shirt too. So, so camouflage. So Turtle knows. Not only does he know DJ Am, mm-hmm. he specifically knows this guy's shoe size enough yeah. that he'd say, "I hope your shoe, shoe size has changed, so you don't have the same. You don't take my shoes." My closest friends, I have no idea what. Their I shoe could size not tell is. you. I don't know what my my girlfriend of four years shoe size. Shoe, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you don't know what her shoe size is. Shoe size, shoe size. I don't. I don't know. Same here. I'm marrying. I'm marrying a woman, and I forget her shoe size. I have no idea. I think maybe Dan Klein is the only guy I know because he was like, I have a pair of shoes. Do you want them? And I was like, yeah, I think they're size nine. Dan, text me if you're listening. Dan, text. You know what? Anybody who's listening right now who gets this point, uh, tweet at Dan Klein. I think mm-hmm. it's Dan Klein is fat. Dan Klein is fat at Twitter.com. And tweet uh, Connor O'Malley. Is that your Twitter? Uh, I think it's Connor underscore O'Malley. If you Google Connor O'Malley Twitter, I'm sure it'll pop up. E-R. E-R. Include them both in the in the tweet and hashtag Dan. Call Connor about the shoes. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Hashtag yeah. Hashtag yeah. Another hashtag Pope. Hashtag Pope. New Pope. That's going to be a real funny bit when I do that four years from now. Just start uh-huh. hashtagging stuff. Pope. <laughs> hashtag Pope. Yeah. Hashtag Pope. You're the, well, you are the hashtag Pope. I'm the, ha- I'm the Pope of hashtags. <laughs> and the, I'm the papal of hashtags. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, the DJ Am th- And I think that's, like, a running thing throughout this series is, like, them running into, like, famous people or whatever. Yeah, the show is oh, – I mean, that's one of the tropes of the show is that it's filled with cameos. And I think that's also, like – I don't know how much I would pay for someone to do a cameo, but I'm sure it's like a real juicy because the people they get are never like like a list or yeah, it's, B. Sort of... it's like very much. I mean, Andrew Dice Clay like was in a whole arc of an episode. Of I think season. he might have paid to be on the show. <laughs> um, I pay fifteen hundred dollars and I stick around afterwards and fold up chairs. Dude, was I was I telling you that? That I watched some of his Netflix, like on Netflix, like a while ago. I did a yeah, lot, but I think we were special, talking about this. Yeah, his special, and I listened to WTF the podcast, mm-hmm. and the, the, in an interview with him, he sort of swayed me about how, like, I don't, I, he, I was a little too young for him, but I remember yeah. like Hickory Dickory Dock, like all that stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and in the this interview with him, he's talking about how, like, come on, man, it's freedom of speech, it's a character, like all these things. People were so offended at what I was saying, and I went on Arsenio Hall, and he sort of like dressed me down for how I talked to people, and sort of called me out. And in one way, I was like, man, you know what? Like, it's true. Like, you know, like it's a character, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And I watched that Arsenio interview, and I was like. I mean, all right, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know how to think about this. Then I watched his stand-up. I was like, yeah, totally. Like, you're a total asshole. Like, no. the things that he was yeah. saying were not – it wasn't even, like, in joke form. No. Like, he was just, like, talk about, 
like hanging people for their sexual orientation. Hanging gay people, yeah. Yeah, hanging gay people. I mean, that's like, oh. It's just like, yeah, I really, I mean, it's really terrifying, like, the way, like, that's, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's the whole, like, Louis C.K. defense of the word, I'm going to say faggot, mm-hmm. like, his whole stand-up thing where he's like, ah, you know, it was just what people said. But it's like you just can't say it. It's just it's like don't say it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think I think also now is very different than the eighties. Like I'm not to say that the eighties were like great. No, like, they, they like were great for thing. gay people. Like there was no <laughs> disease named after them. Yeah, like, I mean it's weren't. like. But now, now it, it's something. To, I mean, I have an Eddie Murphy album on a record where the first yeah, track is. We, oh yeah, the first track is called "Faggot." It's like what? Like that's crazy, dude. And they're even, funny, man. They don't like pussy like you and me. They're hilarious. How could you? How could you look at a pussy and be like, no, thank <laughs> you? And you want to put a fucking dick in your mouth? What are you, a girl? Come no. On. Come on, bro. There is actually. This is uh, sad to say because I'm a huge fan of. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. Oh yeah. But there's a they they Flag. yeah they before it's the evil. Well, they are evil. To be fair, so maybe first of all, it's one of the best movies ever. Bogus Journey. Yeah, I gotta I gotta rewatch it. Um, I love that movie. I love it. And is it the one where they come back as robots? Or? Yeah, they they they're few bad bad future uses, and then they're uh, the robot versions. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the bad future uses that kill, is a good example them. of like taking a sequel and like that's why I love it. It's yeah. the ultimate sequel, and we can get right to Terminator Two, Terminator which, Two, uh, in a second. But it's the ultimate sequel because it takes a premise that's these time traveling dudes, mm-hmm. and how easily could they have just rehashed the first movie where they go back in time and just get different yeah. historical figures? I think it's like the perfect setup for like a straight to dvd like a straight to, or yeah. like a boring like middle of the road and they fucking went to like the they go to heaven they, they go, go to heaven hell. they go to hell they go to and their he- version of hell is their own personal hells it's like a creative hell like one yeah, of them has very... to like kiss his old grandma and she has like hair on his face and it's played by him alex winter and it's like really creepy Ugh. and and so keanu good. is in a different hell where it was like easter or something like that it, Oh, that's yeah. There's the Easter Bunny. Yeah, it's yeah. following him around, and then he goes to another part of hell where it's him doing push-ups because his dad wants him to go to military school in Alaska. Oh man, it's it's awesome. It's really cool. Is that a real thing? Military school in Alaska? That has got to be a actually. Military. It's uh, in Juneau, Alaska. No, I have no. I don't. <laughs> you went, right? You were, yeah, I did. I did a semester at first class, right? Yeah, <laughs> Lieutenant <laughs> First Class Rowan. <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant First Class from Alaska Military School. Um, I don't know how we got to this, but we got to Terminator Two, so that's all we. That's Do all you we teach need. at UCB? I used to. I don't teach as much anymore. It'd be funny if you like introduced yourself as Lieutenant First Class Rowan, like <laughs> in the first day of class, like and never bring it up or say anything. Like, yeah, no, I, was, I mean. I was in the military, but let's get two up. Like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm uh, PTSD, but that's uh, yeah. I mean, I saw action. I mean, I was you know, it was front lines. Yeah, I mean, it was like I was there when we uh, when we t- you know when we took uh, Saddam Hussein out of power. But you know, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about all right. Two uh, more up. Let's uh, your word about is game, guys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about oh, resting the game. Let's talk about for a minute. Um, we have a lot of notes. Here. There are a lot of notes, but I do want to talk about uh, that you and uh, on Facebook. I've noticed, and on Twitter, I don't know if you post about it on yeah. Twitter, but you you do like. Uh, I think I f- found out that you like Entourage through like Facebook through a post, or, or that yeah. you, th- there was something there. So you basically like. What, how would you say what you do on Facebook? I guess I. Um, it's going to sound real pretentious or stupid. I have an alter ego or a character that I write stuff in. I have a fake Facebook account and I also post a lot of stuff on Craigslist and Yahoo answers. And, uh, I got kicked off of Yelp cause they realized it was like a fake account. So oh, they really? kicked me off and I, wow, that's amazing that they, that they, I guess, well, I, I just guess... had a lot of abusive language about like reviews for like Ruby Tuesdays in Times Square and uh-huh. like, <laughs> completely made up stories of like my girlfriend holding me hostage and Ruby. It's a guy, basically the idea is it's a guy from Staten Island who, uh, works at AutoZone, goes to ITT tech in Albany. (laughs) He drives up, his grades are always doing bad and he lives with his dad in his basement, which is like his own apartment because his dad can't do stairs. (laughs) His dad has purple feet, so he can't walk up and down stairs. And he's always in and out of fights with his girlfriend. 
his ex-girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend is dating a 50-year-old man that has like three like eight-year-old kids that go out and beat the shit out of this guy all the time <laughs> it's this really dumb character and is a undoubtedly a huge fan of entourage right. the first time i actually ever posted as it was uh i did a craigslist uh men man seeking men ad for a uh, real life entourage <laughs> and it's this guy tony looking for a, a crew of four dope ass dudes uh who um like want to hang out and be the real life entourage so, that's so funny and the language that you use is just like, like the the like the style of it it's like all caps it's, yeah. it's like all caps it's just like really in your face and obnoxious and just like yeah. uh it's, it's great but you said that you while we were watching that you wrote a an entourage. as that character i wrote an entourage spec script <laughs> and i do it as a solo bit so you made this character so what is it and you can you like talk about in this episode but what really draw i mean like i watched it's like popcorn to me this this tv show yeah like. i guess yeah i was trying to think because i have been real excited about doing this and i've been like watching a bunch of entourage episodes okay. like in preparation and i'm like what is so why do why have i seen every episode of the show and then yeah. today i was like there's just like i'd say like 80 percent of tv it's just like i don't really like it or hate it uh-huh. I just watch it like I've seen probably every episode of Home Improvement, every mm-hmm. episode of like Friends, like and those shows those are shows I don't like and they've haven't influenced me in any sort of way. But I know them. Like we were watching and instantly I was like, Oh yeah, Saigon, that's the rapper that uh Turtle repped for a little bit and then like it's so deep in my brain, I don't know why. Like I think it's just most T V and I didn't realize until like I like started working a day job that I hate, like you People come. People work shitty jobs that they hate, and they just don't want to think for an hour. Yeah, and so they watch something stupid. And this doesn't this mean sh- they're dumb. They just don't want to think. Oh no, yeah, and I, I think also for this show, pers- for me, like I love movies. I love TV, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like so, to see behind that a little bit and being like, oh man, it's like, what is this Hollywood? Yeah. Like, there's this like element of like, man, it would be cool to have me and my friends in this. <laughs> but but then when you when you're watching this episode now, it's like also we we're talking about during the episode the way they portray filming TV is so weird. Yeah. So so the other storyline is that Johnny Drama. Is shooting a pilot directed by Ed Burns called Five Towns. And it's I on did, NBC. Where are the Five Towns in Long Island? What is that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, you're East Coast, right? Yeah, but I should I should know that, but I don't. Is it's not a Boston tweet thing? at Dan Klein where the Five Towns are? Hashtag where the Five Towns are slash Pope, and he'll text me. <laughs> yeah, so hashtag where the five t- where are the five towns? Yeah, and um, and so they're filming this. And first of all, Johnny Drama is the he, he's like panic attack city. Johnny Drama hasn't had a panic attack for since '95, so that's 11 years at this point. And at the beginning of the episode, um, Turtle says, "You know what you should do to relax because Johnny Drama is about to shoot a big pilot with Ed Burns, who I did high five at a baseball game once. Mets game, a Mets game, and uh, City Field is that where they play? That was at Shea Stadium. Shea, uh, is that gone? Yeah, Shea's gone, man. When did that happen? Uh, Three or four years ago. Why did they do that? Because there's there's nothing right in this world because of corporations because of Comiskey. Um, yeah, Comiskey man. Anyway, so I don't, never mind. Let's just go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So they're filming the five points and he's getting a panic attack. And earlier in the episode, turtle says the good thing to cool yourself down is to jerk off total. Like (laughs) I don't like I would need, I didn't realize until that episode. I was like, yeah, I, I guess like if I masturbated my dick until Kim came out, I'd probably feel relaxed. Because like, usually I'm like, ah, I'm so, like, I have, I, I never use masturbation for that reason at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, just when like you're, like, stressed about something, you yeah. just, yeah, usually you use it as a tool to, to alleviate a problem in your brain, like, yeah. that you're dealing with other stuff, and yeah. that's, it's usually when it happens. Um, but he's, so he's having a panic attack in his trailer, and he sees a Maxim magazine. Oh, uh, dude, I can't look at those without getting a huge boner. I can't. Man. And then as soon as I get one, I'm like... <laughs> I gotta jerk off, man. <laughs> I'm like, what am I gonna do? Walk around with this hard dick all day? No, it's a maxim, bro. Dude, it's a maxim. The fucking uh, all the American Pie girls are on the cover, dude. Man, that's like pff, maxim versus FHM. Who wins? Oh, uh, dude, hands out maxim, maxim. 
It Ugh. was first and foremost. Because you get the whole year and you put it on a shelf and it is a the spines spell out a pretty lady. Remember yeah. that? Do they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you stack them up, it's like... A, a uh, fucking a girl that is a piece. Well, of you're, you're now if you can't see this, but Connor's now scrolling through his phone of every year of Maxim that's on his bookshelf. Yeah, I'm a huge Maxim head. Tweet at me, uh, Maxim rocks. Just so I know. <laughs> hashtag Maxim rocks. Ha- hashtag Pope. And uh, <laughs> I love dropping hashtags now. Yeah, um, it's the dumbest thing ever. So King of hashtags, King Pope. Hashtag Papal Pope. Mm-hmm. Papal Pope. Papal Pope. Um, <laughs> but. So Johnny Drama, okay, Johnny Drama is in the trailer having a panic attack, so he jerks off to Maxim Magazine. And his panic attack is just him being like, you're a pussy. You're a pussy. He keeps saying that out loud. So I've never had a panic attack, but I think it's not that, right? No, it's probably just like crippling, like all the things around you are sort of circling, and it's sort of like, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a panic attack, but I've definitely been so stressed that I feel like I'm working myself up into like a yeah. panic, and I feel like it's like circular thoughts, like, oh, no, no, everything, blah, 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 but yeah. it would not be like, you fucking pussy, look. you're a fucking pussy. Yeah, it would be like, I can't breathe, I think I'm going to die. Yeah. But in this, no, you just go jerk off. And one, of the, he has his mic on, and the sound guy outside is listening, and he puts the headphones on Ed Burns to hear him jerking. You told off. me you get no 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 on the set. That would be a huge no no on a set, and I know that because I know that you'd get probably get fired for that because when I was an intern on a TV production, uh, I was a sound, say which uh, on Stella. Comedy Central. What? Really? Yeah, I was a sound intern. And you'll see me uh, as a extra in the Paper Root episode. I feel like the thing is, like, on a set, it's all about professional. You know, like, everybody's doing their job. You want to get it done right. So yeah. if, if you were listening to somebody else, to an actor's microphone while you were not while you were not filming that's like an invasion of privacy and the mm-hmm. guy that i worked at was the sound sound guy said be like rifling through someone's drawers if you were like a maid yeah exactly so the sound editor on the set said that he heard this story uh he, he was showing me that you always bring down the levels after a scene you mm-hmm. always bring down every, all the audio levels so you can't hear in the headphones because they're also headphones hanging around for like directors or producers to mm-hmm. listen to and he said that a famous story is that like robert de niro was on another side of the set like away from the sound and and they weren't shooting and um and uh he saw the audio guy like looking at him or something was, and from across the room, Robert De Niro was like, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Like talking to the mic, can you hear me? And the sound guy was like, yeah, like thumbs mm-hmm. up. I can hear you. And then, and Robert De Niro was like, you're fired. I wonder if he like flipped out. It's like, you're fucking like, or if he's just like, you're fired and like walked away. Yeah. I mean, I also wonder if the story is true, but yeah, but the, the, but have you seen that Robert De Niro thing? What's the Robert De Niro thing? There's like a, there's a, He's doing a promo for the Tribeca Film Festival. Oh yeah, like, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen the I've seen the film festival thing, but is this like it's the promo where he's like where the director's like, "Hey, can you do that again with more energy?" and Robert Niro's like, "No, yeah, I did it one time and I did it the exact way I want to and I'm not selling cars here." and he just walks away. The, the, oh, I've not seen that. That's a real thing. That's like a like some that they shot that Yeah. But it wasn't part of the commercial. It was like an outtake on the set. It was an outtake. Yeah. I mean, he's just like standing in front of a theater or something. I mean, like that. dude, I can I mean, Listen, he's an actor, man. He's a pure. It's also like one tiny part of someone's day taken completely out of context. Yeah. Which is like, I think people forget about that, where it's like, like that Christopher, what's his name tape from Terminator? Christian Bale. Christian Bale from Terminator. Terminator, from Terminator Salvation. Terminator. Salvation. Salvation. Dude, I totally under, I mean, not as, uh, like that he's I think he freaked out to somebody on Terminal Salvation because the guy like walked through the frame while they were shooting and it's like yeah he probably dude this production is probably millions of dollars like all the cameras are behind budget he's yeah and like he's he's schedule. like I feel like Christian Bale gets into character pretty hard and if Especially, I mean, I mean, he's portraying John Connor, okay, the savior of you, the human race. The fucking, I mean, you have to understand that this is after Skynet has fucking taken, oh, like... Skynet, I mean, he tried to avoid, tried to avoid this three separate times. Yeah. It didn't work out. It happened. And, I mean, people travel back in time to help him not make it happen, and yeah. it, it happened in T3. At the end of T3, it happened. Imagine how bad it is. Anyway, he flipped out. But on the other side, it's like, you can still be nice about it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I've definitely, like, 
I don't, I don't think I've I ever flipped out on someone like I've that. never flipped out, but I, I, I understand the that he's not 100% in the wrong, but to treat anybody like that is mean. Guys, be nice. Hashtag be nice. Hashtag, I did do recently a hashtag be nice. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did, that's a real hashtag. I think it was about, uh, it was Ice-T on Law & Order. I said, once st- you stop being mean, start being funny like Munch, hashtag be nice. <laughs> nice. You know, just telling each other tweets that we did. I, I like tweets. So, okay. So back to the thing. He jerks off. Ed, Ed Burns listens to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then on the set, they're shooting a pilot. Johnny Drama is nervous because he has basically a long monologue where he's walking, which would be Also, like, this huge. is Johnny Drama's career coming back to life. This, this isn't, is This isn't uh, like a fucking guest spot. Like, he's like one of the main characters on Five Towns. And so he walking. This is on the set of Five Towns. He walks. He does his monologue. He does a really good quote-unquote job yeah and it looked good enough that ed burns turns while listening on on ipod headphones <laughs> he goes he's good and he's just, the equivalent to newsman looking at a cameraman saying tell me you got that like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. the exact same thing and and then uh afterwards this is a walk and talk scene where he's walking and talking and at the end where johnny drama is after he's walked he goes, okay, now let's get... Budweiser th- Select uh, get, was in the shot, too. There's a Budweiser Select in the shot. It was definitely a case. some sweet-ass product placement. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get some Budweiser Selects after this. Hey, man, you know, it's kind of like when I like podcasting and doing shows, I like uh, having a Budweiser Select. I like a beer that's that's light, but it's still got that nice taste. It's not It's, it's not the watered Fuki down. Jamas of beers. Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bud Select, the Fuki Jamas of beers. You're king of beers. And uh, and so Johnny Drama is – they say, let's get some reaction shots. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> reaction shots for a scene where he's talking the entire time. He's just walked about, you know, like 10, 20 feet. And the reaction shots are done at the end of the walk, straight to camera, looking at camera. He's mm-hmm. like, act angry. And he's, act in sad. The, the monologue – he's giving a monologue to a guy that clearly is like not a part of the show. He's oh, yeah. just a dude. Oh, yeah. He's just a dude. He doesn't have a reaction to anything he's saying. And now he's – now Johnny Drummond's just reacting. And I thought it was a joke. I thought they were like – he was like, uh, now act embarrassed because we all heard you jerking off. But it's, oh, wait a minute. Real quick about that jerking off thing. When he's jerking off – and the sound guy knows he's jerking off because he's going like – you know like how we all do when we jerk off? Like going, oh, yeah. Uh, I wrote down in my notes they should have just had a line of I am jerking off that he could say. Oh, totally. Yeah, he because he was. Because when I'm jerking off, I'm like, ooh, yeah. I uh, like the way I'm jerking off to uh, this porn. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gross. It's gross. And, the, and it's like, how do you not... This is a show about Hollywood, made by people in Hollywood, about the Hollywood experience, and they mm-hmm. they just don't even, like, try to make... like. I also, I mean, I feel like it's interesting to us, but like the people that watch Entourage, I'm sure they don't give a shit about like what actually happens on sets. Or yeah, like, but I feel like if you're writing, I mean, here's, the, I, I mean, listen, it's a TV show. People write it, it's fine. It's not a bad, yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Like, but there is something but, where it's like, it's, how come, why consistently every show, every movie, they, it's never the same. Yeah, and it's like, why, why not just like make it a little, feel a little real? Like, why not just have it be, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, come on. If you're writing about librarians, and who cares if you're a librarian? Uh, unless it's a porno, time. dude. Oh, man, I'm crazy about porn. But do a little bit of research on a librarian. Yeah, the come tiniest on. bit. Just do a little bit. Um, we have to talk about because you said Aquaman should be a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is that happening? It better. No, what I was saying is between <laughs> what they should have done is pre-Smash. Do you know Smash, the TV show? Yeah, the uh, like Broadway show. Yeah, their plan was that they were gonna do uh, a TV show about a Broadway musical and then actually make the Broadway musical. Oh, really? It would be awesome between every every entourage <laughs> that they made the movie that's mentioned because like every year isn't like every season Queens sort of Boulevard, like Queens Boulevard, uh, the Medellin, Medellin. Which I mean, they all none of them sound good. They sound so. They all sound horrible. Yeah, yeah. They're all. I mean, he's also a terrible. Act, I mean, actor. So Johnny Bananas. If Johnny Bananas was a real show, Johnny Bananas is the show that Johnny Drama is the voice on with uh, Andrew Dice Clay. The one thing uh, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Uh, that's all I must say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Poochie episode. Uh huh. Yeah. When uh, the guy who owns Itchy and Scratchy is like, I named some like. Poochie the dog, but not that. And then he walks out, and everyone's like, Poochie the dog, get over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a hilarious joke, but I think it's so true. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure someone's like, I don't know, 
Johnny Bananas, but let's try to come up with something better. Like, and they're like, he said Johnny Bananas. Let's just, I, like, I don't want to work on that. It's it just, it, sticks in my, it sticks in my head. You get the joke. It's Johnny Because the guy who wrote the dialogue is like an intern or whatever. Like, isn't that the lowest job? And then, the and then he, uh, Johnny Drama, I believe, when he's on that show, gets replaced by Jamie Kennedy? No, Jamie Kennedy is like giving him notes. And he's like, I want him out of here. And I want, uh, what's his name in? Right? Who's he want in? He wants uh, Dyson. No, no, no. Wrong. <laughs> eh, wrong. I'm sorry, bro. Wrong. It's that I think it's Johnny Drama and him and Andrew Dice Clay are on the show together and want more money. Oh, and yeah. And then – and Johnny Drama's like worried about that I think because he's like just happy to be doing the job. But then Dice like talks him into it and then Johnny Drama is still holding out for money. Dice Clay uh, caves in to the pressure of the network, and they replace. I think they replace Johnny Drama with Jamie Kennedy. I could be wrong, <sighs> but I'm definitely right. Poor drama. Nothing ever goes right for that guy. Did you see the uh, Jamie Kennedy New Year's thing? No. Oh my. Oh it? my God! You would love that. The whole thing. I think it was taken off line now, but uh, what is it? This year, 2012-2013 New Year's, Mm -hmm. he hosted – Jamie Kennedy hosted a live like – I want to say – I might be wrong, but like Carl's Jr. sponsored uh, New Year's Eve countdown. And it was like totally like technical difficulties the entire time. I mean it's hosted by Jamie Kennedy. Carl's Jr. I have like such like a high regard for them. Really? There's a bunch of technical difficulties. I know. It's it's sort of sad because when you think of like the history of TV and like Carl's Jr. like making like solid programming, and and then it sort of devalues the brand a little bit. Yeah, I I guess I don't want to go there as much anymore. It's to me, it's sort of a bummer. Yeah. So what? Like it's just like it's just really uncomfortable. Like their curses on air. Uh, Macy Gray is one of the performances. She oh, sings uh, "I Try" that song. I try to sing, but it's like it's obvious that she's like partied way hard beforehand, and oh, and God. Bone Thugs and Harmony are performing. Was and this online only, or was it on the, TV? It was on TV in LA only. It was like a local thing, and somebody put it online, like the highlights. And then I think the whole thing was up for like a second, and it was taken down. It's got to be up somewhere. It's so it's so great. It's amazing. Oh, I but I think that. what what. There's something, and I, I, this is something I mentioned while we were watching, but I feel like that and this are, like, linked. It's like that the the gross side of, like, Hollywood, like the, uh, just something about, like, the, the like, bro-ishness is just... Yeah, there's also another aspect of, like, they keep on, like, referencing Godfather and, like, movies like that, which are, Scarface like... Scarface types, yeah, like that. Type. Yeah, like, I'm no cinema buff. Like, I like movies a lot, but I wouldn't say that I'm, like, the type of guy that's, like, uh, super knowledgeable about, like, film or anything right. like that. But, like, these are the type of guys that see, like, God, like, Scorsese movies and a uh, bunch of other movies, and they're super derivative of past filmmakers mm-hmm. but they think that they've just absorbed all of film knowledge right 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 forever yes so they're like oh we're cultured because like yeah tracking shots yeah no no, no. I, like i know what i'm talking about like the show is like peppered with like dumb guy stuff like yeah. that. yeah <laughs> where it's like i i don't know i fucking terminator 2 is my favorite movie so like <laughs> i'm no like i've never seen a french new wave movie and i don't fucking want to because it doesn't have fucking liquid robots in it <laughs> So that's the one problem is so few movies have liquid robots. So few. Terminator 2, I think, might be the there's only. There's only, yeah, there's only and two. Terminator 3 with the Terminatrix. Yeah, and she's got a um, exoskeleton. She's got a skeleton, so it's not even true. Yeah, it's not true. I mean, come on. She can um, make her tits bigger, dude. Again, we're talking about tatas. Ooh. Is there a joke in Terminator 3 where uh, something with her boobs? Yeah, she gets pulled over by a Oh, cop. yeah, she yeah. grows them bigger yeah. for the cop. Come and the on. cop's like, and she kills the cop. <laughs> like she needed. This is a great. Turn it through was so terrible. I remember watching that in the theater and just being like, I need to see this movie. The only thing I'll say is that they, I felt like they did a pretty good job plot wise. I think the, oh yeah, yeah. I think the ending was awesome. I love yeah, that. Yeah, was that. a great ending. I love, that's like, the thing is, the ending was awesome where the, where the robot, like Skynet or whatever does take over. Yeah. It's everything that has been mentioned in the first two movies actually comes true. Yeah. Which, which is great, cool. yeah. But like with the fact that 
Terminator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger lands in like a, a male strip joint, and he where he when he yeah. puts on the sunglasses in reference to the first two movies, the sunglasses are like pink stars. Yeah, it's like come on again. He's like a fucking weird gay dude. What are you doing? Come on, man, you're be a, a straight guy. You're a straight guy. Oh, we didn't talk about Fukijama. That yeah. that in the end of the episode. Um, Oh, real quick, uh, the napalm reference to uh, to yeah to apocalypse, apocalypse now. now. He says, "I love the, in, in, napalm in the morning. It smells of napalm. It smells like apocalypse victory. It's now, like... man. Is sucks compared to Full Metal Jacket." Oh, um, I don't fully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that much of an opinion. I only watched Apocalypse Now for the first time recently, and I've se- I've seen Full Metal Jacket. Just everyone jerks off over Apocalypse Now. It's, it's pretty. Like... It's pretty amazing production. It's like pretty. Yeah, I'll say that. It's an incredible production. But Sheen is great full metal mind. jacket's great too i'm gonna blow your mind on this do you know that full metal jacket was filmed in south london i didn't doesn't that make it a thousand times better than like it actually looks like vietnam yeah yeah that's true that is pretty crazy he like flew in palm trees dude man kubrick kubrick is amazing i just watched the the room 237 documentary about the shining Oh yeah, is like daughter filmed? No, it's it's uh, basically about sort of like obs- uh, people who are sort of obsessed with the movie. It's all through narration and reshowing parts of the film and how they read the film. It's really interesting. Oh yeah, there's that one part where they're like, "See, the flag represents the U.S. government." Yeah, and yeah. He's it, like making the ultimate bargain, like and filming then, the moon landing. Yeah, faking the moon landing about na- it being about Native Americans, about it being about the Holocaust, and it's really it's really worth watching. Uh, hashtag Hotel Two Thirty Seven. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Uh, they, wait. What were, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, uh, Fukijama. Fukijama. Oh, yeah. So, so they, the, the finally, Vinny Chase um, pays uh, Fukijama twenty thousand dollars to to give him custom cu- to give Turtle custom shoes twenty thousand dollars, and I think custom luxury. That's what I'm into. That's custom luxury shoes, baby. And uh, and the guy who plays Fukijama, I believe, is the guy who plays Rufio and Hook, <laughs> which was a formative movie. For me, and he's born and raised in Glendale, baby. Ooh, of course he's Asian. Turtle thinks he's like from Asia, like born and raised, but no, he's from the suburbs of Los Angeles, California. He, th- he thought he was from the city of Asia. He thought he's he thought he's from Asia Town, um, which is a neighborhood in Asia City, located in uh, I don't know Chinese Town or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's pretty much that's the yeah. five points. Five, yeah, the five towns. The five towns. That's the five. Five town. points. It's somewhere in the village, right? I don't know. Five points. I think is in Atlanta. <sighs> God. All right. Hashtag. Where are, where's five points? Just keep. We didn't get those hashtags yet. We gotta talk about Terminator real quick. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about Terminator. My bad. Let's talk about Terminator. Okay. Here's what I want to say. I'm gonna do this as fast as I can. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Terminator. This is this is my main opinion about. Let's talk Terminator what about two. the Terminator franchise. Terminator Four, Salvation. Salvation. Did you like it? No, I hated it. And the reason I hated it is because that movie already exists, and it's the first three minutes of Terminator Two when they are flash forward to the yep. future. Absolutely true. They should have just made a two-hour version of that. I I I agree. I, I there are many reasons I didn't like Terminator Salvation. It just felt. It, first of all, it was directed by Mick G. Uh, Good director, ever. totally awesome, but it w- yeah, it was really bad. There's they're like cliched characters, like the silent kid, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just like wow, this is the fu- this is Terminator. This is the best sequel ever made. It's unreal. I'd say it's my three sequels that I'd say. I mean, everybody says Godfather two, so that just has to go as the best sequel. Never Even, seen any of the Godfathers. They're great. Godfather 2 you have to say because otherwise you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's that Terminator 2 mm-hmm. and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. There was one I just thought of. Oh, what the fuck was it? Oh, Aliens. Aliens is great. Aliens is awesome. Aliens is great. James Cameron. It's no uh, but Terminator 2 is the ultimate action movie. It's got everything Perfect. you want. It's the special effects were groundbreaking and still hold up. Still are. Except for one shot. Yeah, his where face he's getting shot. His face getting shot up at his exiting Skynet. Skynet or Cyber Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne. And, uh, and even like those names are good. Skynet, Cyberdyne. Skynet. And it's, I don't know how he went from Skynet and Cyberdyne to Unobtainium. Because he's a, he's a madman. 
I think it is just a case of him being like, I'm a, I'm in a million dollar cloud. No one can, everyone just tells me my ideas are great. I, I and I really don't understand. I, I don't, I mean, and listen, I don't, not a huge James Cameron fan or anything, but the fact that everybody loved Avatar, I was like, what are you, are you kidding? Like, His I was not into it. Cat people walking around. I, I remember we were watching it, me and my now fiance were watching it and they link hair and start like making out two of them. And we were laughing and we're in a full theater and nobody else was. And we're like, are we like, are we wrong? Perfume and a pig, man. People get distracted by the special effects. It's crazy. The one part in Avatar, the one part in Avatar, I was like, well, first of all, it's like, there's that whole thing of like, it's a racist plot Mm -hmm. that like a white man has to become this native race in order to save him. Right. And then there's a part where a guy in a robot suit, who can, he's controlling the robot suit grabs a knife out of the robot boot which is so funny that's <laughs> awesome that's, that's really funny <laughs> we're, this is probably like a three hour podcast right this is uh, supposed to be five hours oh okay we're good we got two more hours no this is great um wait any other terminator 2 things that we need to I, all i gotta say about it is it's the best movie ever made <laughs> And it's going to be perfect, and I'm never going to find a movie I like any better, except for that Neil, uh, the guy who did District 9. I have high hopes for him. District 9 was great. Did he make anything else? He's got another one coming out that I think is filming, and Matt Damon is, uh, it's about the far-off distant future, and it's like kind of like there's an libertarian elite. Here's one. Uh, that sounds awesome. I'm interested. There's one other movie that if I was a kid and I saw it like the same age that I saw Terminator 2, because I think that has to play a role in your favorite movie is like yeah, when yeah. you first see it. Yeah. Terminator 2 is the first rated R movie I saw in the theater. Mm-hmm. And, but if I saw it, did you see Attack the Block? No, I hear it's really You should good. watch it. It's awesome. If I saw that as a kid, it would be like, it's, it's like British sort of like, People uh, on a city block, and these a group of kids like fights off aliens that look awesome. It's really cool, and it's really the, a, the way the aliens look awesome is is not how you'd expect them to look awesome. It's really cool. Like they got like big tits, big titties, and they grow when police officers come to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome! Thanks so much, Connor. Is there where can people find you on on the internet? Let's uh, plug our cage match show tonight. We, we have plug. a cage this match show. Uh, this isn't live. This will be up. This is going to be probably three weeks after that happens, and I'm going to predict that we win or lose. What do you think? I don't know. I don't want to. I'm new to the scene. I have high hopes. I say we're going to win. So we're going to sweep. This then this will air during our ten week run of uh, cage match wins. (laughs) Um, So yeah, see us every Friday at Law Firm at the uh, used to be theater, and you can go to coozhound dot com. Oh, how do you spell that? C o o z e hound dot com for. For Tony Tempo stuff, videos. Tony Tempo is the name of your Entourage fan character. Yeah, of my guy from Staten Island that I write as. So can people friend Tony Tempo? Uh, I don't. The way my Facebook, the way the Facebook thing works is I I like a bunch of dumb stuff and then I comment on it. Mm -hmm. Specifically this one meme generator called Fuck Sensitivity. (laughs) And uh, if I have friends, then their stuff comes up on my feet and it's not like Bacardi links and stuff like that. So, so you can look, friend me. I won't accept it. You won't Sorry. accept it. Just find Tony Tempo. Yeah. I posted on Twitter and Tumblr uh, backslash robot foot, which is probably a less disgusting way to find my Tumblr right. than Coos Hound. I really regret doing that. Hashtag, hashtag terrible idea. Hashtag uh, bought a domain name when I was 19. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Connor. No, thank you. Uh, Craig? Mm, Craig is it? That's right. Okay. Thank you, man. So be safe. Thank you so much to Connor O'Malley for coming and watching Entourage with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of fun. We talked about Terminator, and I like that. Um, if you are a fan of the podcast or if you're listening, please leave a, a review on iTunes. And uh, you can tweet at me, at Craig Rowan, or you can be a fan on Facebook. It's that episode. I'm getting bored of saying these things after the show. So just do it so I I feel validated and I don't have to say this anymore. Come on, guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. (laughs) 